Israel has elected its 11th president and is almost guaranteed to have a new prime minister. What does all this mean to the peace plan and the Abraham Accords? What will happen with the relationship between Israel and the U.S.? We're going to discuss the details of Israel's government and what's ahead according to Bible prophecy. Welcome to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're so excited today to be on the air. We are taking your calls at one eight seven seven in time. It's one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We look forward to talking to you today. Israel has elected a new president, Doug. Yeah, which is, we are excited too. I'm excited every day though, but I'm I'm pumped today, I guess. <coughs> but yes. Go, Go ahead. ahead and talk because I'm choking. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Vince. I'm not, yeah. choked, I'm not choked up over that. <clears throat> right. I just swallowed wrong. Yes, you did. Well, like you said, Israel's got a new president, and we're excited about that, and we'll explain in a moment. But they, they're also in the middle of their fourth election uh, going through all that and having trouble getting uh, their new government set in place. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, too. You know, the other day somebody asked, uh, when we were having the uh, interview, they wanted to ask uh, our guest about the government and the things that were going on there. And we just didn't have uh, very good information that day because we weren't even thinking in that way uh, as far as what their government was doing and trying to form a new um, Israeli government at that point. But now we know we got some information today, so we get to share that. So I'm excited. <laughs> but I want to share the information we're not supposed to share. Right. And that's why I'm worked up. Okay. Because well, before we started you. talking on the air today, we were talking about all sorts of <laughs> juicy details that we can't share on the air yeah. because of some well, inside now you're sources. Now going to get everybody wanting to know what's going on. So, so share this video on Facebook. We got inside sources. <laughs> no. um, yeah, we are excited about the subject because it's been a long time coming. It is the uh, only the 11th president, so that's yeah. new. But, you know... When we say that, it feels different to us as Americans, especially if you're not familiar with the um, po- the political structure in Israel. Uh, I am not an expert, that's for sure. But, you know, the prime minister is, is who we know so much about, Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, which there could be a shift there. It looks extremely likely that there will be, um, but nonetheless. So when we say president, it's not... We're not talking about Netanyahu or whoever right. would fill that role. We're talking about a very different role in Israel. And we're going to talk about that and the difference between the president and the prime minister. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting nonetheless. And, um, you know, we're excited with Israeli developments. And this one in particular because it's not like um, the president is, is nothing to talk about because they have a lot of power. They have a lot of influence um, with the government. And we want to talk about that because it's... Um, well, we have a special tie to the new president of Israel. End Time Ministries has a special tie to the president of Israel, which 
I think if Irvin Baxter was still alive, he would be giddy about this connection. He really would. And so we can't wait to tell you about that. But we're going to get right into this story. Um, Isaac Herzog um, is elected 11th president of the state of Israel by a wide margin. Here it is. Jewish agency chairman will be the 11th president after he received 87 votes from MKs in a secret ballot vote in the Knesset. Uh, Herzog's opponent received 27 votes. So it's it's a huge victory. It's yeah. actually the largest victory any president any presidential election in Israel history. Herzog will take over um, on July 9th. So we've got a month yeah. or so before he actually takes over. He's a veteran politician. He's the former head of the Labor Party, a former opposition leader, a former welfare and Dis- disaporia minister, and is the son of Sham, Sham Herzog, who served as Israel's president from 1983 to 1993. He said, I will be the president of everyone. That'll be critical in what we talk about a little later on. Yeah, uh, Michael Siegel, the Jewish agency's chairman of the Board of Governors, said, Herzog's unwavering dedication to the Jewish people and to serving the state of Israel is, is an inspiration and will be undoubtedly con- and will undoubtedly continue to benefit from his leadership. Now, Doug, the interesting connection there is the Jewish agency. Yeah. Uh, we at End Time, we talk about another Jewish Holocaust that's coming. There will be a Jewish Holocaust that comes. We, we've talked about it from a scriptural perspective for several years now. Uh, we've done our best. As far as we know, there's not very many, if any, other ministries out there talking about this because a lot of them believe that by that time in the scriptures, we're going to be gone. Um, we don't believe that. We believe that we'll be here until the second coming of Jesus Christ. And so uh, r- right before the, you know, the rapture and the second coming, we have a whole lesson about how that's a joined event. And um, we believe we'll be here until that time. And so we'll be here for that Jewish persecution, persecution that's coming. And um, we want to help the Jews navigate all of that. And so that's why we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Jerusalem, Israel, on Jaffa Street, just a few blocks away from the Temple Mount. We want to be a beacon of light to Jewish people and help them navigate these transitions um, because there's a time coming when the Jewish people will be brutally attacked, especially really around the world, more so than even now, but especially there in Israel. And we want to have an established presence there. And you all agree with us on that. You all see it just like we do. And so we've teamed up over the years to help Jews navigate these um, transitions that are coming, navigate um, reacclimating to Israel, making Aliyah. They have a term called Aliyah where Jews will say they were raised in Europe or wherever it may be. They can come back home and get acclimated into Israeli society and become a Jew living in Israel. And we have campaigns that we've worked on. Uh, to help them to raise funds, not just to, um, you know, get them to Israel, but also give them education when they get there, help them get jobs. There's a huge program there. We've teamed up with the Jewish agency to do that for a number of years now. We actually just contributed recently to a campaign to a high-risk country. I'm not allowed to say it on air. They told us this money's going to X country. You can't talk about it on air because it's a high-risk country. It's a Muslim-controlled country. And if they know that we're doing this underground work to get Jews out of here, then there will be 
a lot of problems for everybody involved. And so we're not even allowed to tell you what country that it impacted, but just know that there's tens of thousands of Jews in high-risk countries around the world. And because of your faithful support, End Time Ministries and you as our partner have been able to contribute to the Jewish agency to help get them out. They'll send people into these countries months in advance to uh, basically uh, gather folks up to say, hey, we've got a plane that's leaving at this time on this day. You have to be there for it. And so if you would like to help partner with us on that, you can call us at 1-800-END-TIME, 1-800-363-8463 and tell them that you want to help with the Another Jewish Holocaust Fund. You go to endtime.com slash donate to donate as well. But uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Aliyah and uh, everything else that's so exciting going on with Israel after the break. So stay tuned. Uh, We'll be right back. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, Volume 1, Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations. You'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study. We've seen Bible prophecy fulfilled like never before. From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith in the hearts of Christians around the world. We will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We do have open lines at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We're talking about Israel, all things Israel. If you have a question or comment, we would love to take your call. Doug and I don't profess to be experts on all things Israeli government, but we've done our best to get freshened up on all the details, and we will do our best to answer you. We won't make anything up, though. We will tell, we'll be the first to tell you. We have no idea, but we'll try to figure it out and get you an answer. And so uh, if you have a question or comment about any of that, we're happy to do our best. Um, ask us about the peace treaty. Ask us any details about that, because there's been a lot of confusion now that Trump's not in office, and now that it looks like Netanyahu's going out, and all these things are happening. And so what's 
the status of the peace plan and is it going to happen? Well, we do have an answer for you on that. So give us a call, one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Doug, before the break, we talked about Isaac Herzog being the eleventh president of Israel. Yeah. And that's so exciting because he has been the chairman of the Jewish agency who we have worked hand in hand with. Yeah. So they know Brother Baxter's name. I mean, they even have plaques on the wall yep. that have Brother Baxter's name on there. Well, uh, what ha- they, bring, they bring Jews in from other parts of the world right. and they, they try to get them to be, because, you know, they've been raised, you know, there's some coming from Colombia and South America. And so these Jews have been raised in Colombia. Yeah. Well, they have no idea what Israeli society is like. Yeah. And so they help them get acclimated so they can survive in society. And that's, that's what the Jewish agency is all about. And so um, that's one of the things they're all about, I should say. And um, so um, President Herzog is the chairman of the Jewish agency, and we've been teamed up with them to help Jews make Aliyah. And so we were talking a little about Aliyah mm-hmm. before the show. You want to talk any more about that? or? Well, I mean, not everyone knows what that means. Weird word and for us. Yeah, it is a weird word for us. So, uh, you know, just to help everybody understand what that means, that, like you said earlier, that means that the Jewish people are going to be acclimated into Jewish life. They're going to be able to come home to their homeland and become acclimated in what it means to be a a Jewish citizen and the heritage that goes along with that. And I I did read uh, in another article about the new president that he he worked specifically with Ethiopian Jews, uh, Hmm. which... Is is cool for me to hear because, um, you know, when I think about that, I think about Acts chapter 8 where Philip came up on the Ethiopian eunuch and began to talk to him about Jesus. And he ended up baptizing him there in some water. And then he went on his way. We never hear about that guy again. But he had made that pilgrimage there mm-hmm. uh, for the Feast of Trumpets to be able to be there in Jerusalem at that time. And then uh, was born again on his way home to Ethiopia. So that's exciting when I hear stuff like that because that goes with the the biblical history that we have from Scripture. And so I thought that was an interesting point about him. Um, but you know, the other day you asked a specific question to our guest that we had on uh, Leora Hyatt. Yeah, Did I say it right. right. All right, it's a that's a Americanized version, but yeah, there you go. You got well, it. Well, I'm from enough. Texas, so <laughs> it's probably a Texas version of it. But uh, to, anyway, we asked him about the importance of that and why that should be important to Americans and to anyone really uh, that we would help the Jewish agency do this. And um, so I think we have a video clip of that. You want to play Yeah, that? let's see what Lior had to say okay. about the importance of Aliyah. The, the sole goal of the creation of the Jewish state is for Jews to be able to be in a place that they can feel at home any day, any time. Unfortunately, for 2,000 years, our, uh, uh, the Jewish people was uh, living in different places. They didn't rule themselves, and they were in the, uh, under the mercy of different rulers. Some of them decided that they uh, expel the Jews. Some of them decided that they'll protect the Jews, but the Jews did not have a say. Israel, the state of Israel, changed all of it. We are the ones, we are the masters of our faith, and we will control it. And the only way we do that is, first of all, by having Jews coming to Israel, and secondly, having 
this uh, coalition of supporters around the world. And this is why we are so grateful and we appreciate so much the support that we get from the uh, Christian communities. This is not just the prayers. prayers. The fact that the, the Christian communities around the U.S. and around the world are with us day in and day out. They pray for us, but they also act on it. They talk to their elected officials about it, and they make the change the changes. The fact that the U.S. decided to move its embassy from Tel Aviv to our capital, to Jerusalem, a few years ago is part of it, is a result of the action of the Christian communities, and we will forever be grateful for that. So it's not just that Christians are praying for them, which we should be praying for them, but it's also that we act. And, uh, you know, Doug, talking about the Jewish agency, that you just can't go take a tour of the Jewish agency. It's, it's a uh, pretty secure location. They don't just let anyone in. And, and our tour has actually been there a few times. Irvin's been there several times um, and interviewed some of the people coming in to get established into the community. Um, and like I said before the break, we have uh, helped hundreds of Jews make Aliyah through our support here, the partners, your, your support. Um, and so it's not just prayers, although that's important. We also have to act on it. Mm-hmm. And so when we donate to the Jewish agency, they're not over there getting rich or, you know, mismanaging the funds. They are taking that and putting every single penny that they can into helping Jews return to Israel to live in the land that God gave them. And so your support helps with that. Every dollar counts. If you'd like to help us with that, we're still actively involved. I I just walked by Judy's office here uh, a few minutes ago, and she is always telling me, we have to continue to support the Jews. We got to support the Jews. And uh, she's certainly right. We want to bless the Jewish people, and we know that you all do as well. Uh, You can call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Become a monthly partner towards our Another Jewish Holocaust Fund. It is absolutely coming. We've seen the anti-Semitism rise up with the Palestinian and uh, the Hamas and and Israel conflict that was just so recent. And then the outbreaks across the world with anti-Semitism and rioting in the streets and all the crazy things we've seen on the news. It's it's alive and and well, not really well, but it's definitely thriving. Um, And so there is another Jewish Holocaust that's coming and we want to do everything that we can. And one way that we do that is by helping Jews return to Israel. We have a location there in Jerusalem and we're hoping to be able to minister to these Jews and help them to get established in their homeland. So call us at 1-800-END-TIME, 1-800-363-8463 and tell the operator you want to contribute to the Another Jewish Holocaust Fund. Or you can go to endtime.com slash donate to become a monthly partner, and it goes a really long way. There's a lot more to talk about there because we have some efforts coming um, that we were going to release, but then this flood hit us, which we still haven't recovered from, unfortunately. And uh, But we're still working on that campaign, and we will be launching it as soon as possible. We, we have some things lined up where we're going to be able to help the Jews physically, but also spiritually. We're going to be, help, be able to help the Jews get out of these high-risk countries. Uh, I mentioned beforehand, I can't tell you what those countries are. You can kind of figure it out Figure it out if you start searching Muslim-controlled countries. You can use your imagination and figure it out. I'm not allowed to say what they are because they're high-risk. 
and um, the persecution would would be uh, heightened if we said what countries we were targeting to try to help Jews get out of there and get back to Israel. So uh, just know that when you contribute to another Jewish Holocaust through End Time Ministries, it's going to the Jewish agency to help these Jews get out of very rough circumstances back into their homeland to thrive in the land that God gave them. Yeah. Doug, you need to talk more. That's what the people say. <laughs> well, the internet know, says Doug Norville <laughs> needs to talk more. Well, I'll I'll talk about a biblical perspective then here. Okay. Vince. You know, Brother Baxter or Pastor Baxter uh, loved the Jewish people so much, and this was one of his passions was to help them be able to do this. And this is one of the scriptures for the reason behind that. We believe that Ezekiel thirty-seven, the prophecy of the dry bones, is a prophecy. Uh, that speaks of the people of Israel coming back to a nation of their own. Uh, And uh, Pastor Baxter believed that Ezekiel was seeing uh, the Holocaust as he saw the the bones laying there in a boneyard there. But then the Lord told Ezekiel to begin to prophesy over these bones. And as he did, the bones began to put on muscle and flesh and begin to, to walk upright again. And so I'm going to pick up here in Ezekiel 37, 21 and start there. And it says, And say unto them, say unto these bones, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whither they be gone, and will gather them on every side and bring them into their own land. And I will make them one nation in a land upon the mountains of Israel, and one king shall be the king over them all, and they shall be no more two nations, neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms any more at all. Neither shall they defile themselves any more with their idols, nor uh, with their detestable things, nor with any of the, their transgressions. But I will save them out of all their dwelling places wherein they have sinned, and I will cleanse them. So shall they be my people, and I will be their God. Verse 26 says, Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them, and it shall be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will place them and multiply them, and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. My tabernacle also shall be with them. Yea, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And the heathen shall know that the Lord do sanctify Israel. When my uh, sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. So this is why it's so very important to us and um, to all of our partners as well. All of us here at End Time and our partners have a small role God has given us to be able to be part of what he's fulfilling with this prophecy prophecy is he's bringing these people back into the land of Israel, which wasn't even possible until, you know, May 14th of 1948 when they became a nation again. And so it's just one way that we feel like we can be part of this. Uh, And then, you know, of course, what you were talking about before, where we believe that um, when this final seven years starts and we know that it started, we're going to be able to go into those places in Judea and warn the the Jews that tribulation's coming in, another Holocaust is coming in, they need to to get out of those areas. So uh, we feel like because we understand these prophecies, 
that the Lord has given us this ability to be able to, and, and you know, this program helps, this ministry helps by all the people that help us. Mm-hmm. And as they help us, we're able to help others. Absolutely. It's so what the Lord would want us to do. And, and the Lord has, has not just shown it to us. I mean, the people that watch this show regularly, the people that follow our magazine, you, God has shown it to you as well, and you see it. It's not like... Um, we're trying to explain some crazy theories or anything like that. That's one thing that I've always loved about Irvin and the end time message is that it's complex stuff, but man, it puts it right on our level and we can go, man, that makes so much sense. I, I can connect the dots and it makes total sense and I don't have to be a Greek scholar to figure all that out and then understand the words you're trying to pronounce. And it's none of that stuff. It's here it is, plain as day. Do what you want with it. And, and you know, we've talked about it a lot here. If, if I read the scriptures and the prophecies and, and anything like that, and I say, you know, Jesus, open up my eyes, open up my heart, help me to be sincere as I'm reading your word. There, there is darkness in me somewhere. Lord, shine light on that. Help me to, um, to be cleansed, but also to have revelation as you see fit. And so when I approach the scriptures that way, and then it's so easily laid out for me there, um, from God, but then also anointed teachers like Irvin Baxter was. Uh, man, it's been a blessing. So God's given this revelation to all of us, and uh, it's our job to act upon it. And so we pray, we give of our time, we give of our resources financially. There's many ways that we give, not just monetarily. Um, and so we we feel that um, burden to fulfill our God-given purpose, and we know you do as well. So we're so thankful for you. Now, one thing that's important, uh, the clip that we played earlier is from Lior Hayet, which is, he's the spokesperson for foreign affairs in Israel, and he was on an interview with us on Tuesday. Now, he explained from a government perspective why Aliyah was so important for Jews to make, and Doug's just gone through and, and explained at least a portion of it from a scriptural perspective. I think that's important for us to differentiate there, Doug, that yeah. um, there's many reasons why it's important. We always are going to try to go back to the, the Bible prophecy angle right. on it. And so it's not just a government thing. It's not just a religious thing or a biblical thing. There's many reasons why that's important. Absolutely, yeah. And to be able to to just do that and be part of something that the Bible's talking about, it, it gives you uh, a sense of how important and how real it is to be connected to that and be able to be part of. I mean, we're living in part of history here. We're helping uh, with the history of the Jewish people, and it's it's an important thing. And that's one reason why I believe that Pastor Baxter would get so pumped about it. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, and they love. Uh, in time ministry, they love Pastor Baxter, and we got to go in there on tours and, and meet them and mm-hmm. talk to people that actually made Aliyah, and it just made it so real to you when you get to talk to the, the actual people that came here from other places. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. It's wonderful to be a part of. Now, I know what we've talked about is, have, have raised a lot of questions. I didn't think we'd be here during the Great Tribulation. Um, has the peace treaty been signed? What does all this mean? We're here ready to talk to you, answer your questions, uh, reply to your comments, whatever we can do, we're here. Give us a call at one 877 We're going to take your calls in the second half of the program, and we'd love to have a conversation with you and help us all 
uh, to get better knowledge of where we are and what all this means, what a new president in Israel means, and all of that fun stuff. We're looking forward to chatting with you, so give us a call, one 877 Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at one 877 one Israel has a new president. We're talking about that and what it means according to Bible prophecy and what it will mean for the coming days with current events. So we're very excited about the new developments happening in Israel. Um, there's so much we could have talked about today. Fauci emails, uh, Pride Month. There's just so many things that we could have discussed as biblical um, importance, but we're talking about Israel because that's very important as well, Doug. We just there's so many things to talk about. What do we talk about? So I know this yeah. is a very important one too. So yes, we're talking about it now. Before we move any further, I do want to give you an update. Uh, like I said before, uh, you you all your support is unbelievable. We've talked about it over and over. We're so thankful for our partners um, and one campaign that we've had going on for a few months now is Reclaim America. It's almost finished. We're seventy five hundred dollars away from being totally done. And that's been a long time coming because the the goal at the beginning was forty thousand. So we're almost covered. We want these people to get in Time Magazine. It's critical that they read uh, what their actions. Uh, mean from a biblical perspective and what their what their actions could mean from a biblical perspective as well and so north carolina needs 520 dollars and they'll be covered Uh, nevada needs 280 dollars and they'll be covered and california needs 400 dollars and they'll be covered and there's several other thought leaders that remain so uh, if you can help us with that we would love to be to ensure that these lawmakers and thought leaders around America will receive End Time Magazine. Your contribution will make that happen. Uh, $5 goes a long way. $10 goes a long way. Whatever you can afford will help out tremendously. $40 actually covers an individual for two 
whole years. So if you're able to give 40, you'll cover one person. But uh, why not give 400 and cover California? We can wrap up with all this uh, by the end of the day if everybody chips in a little bit. So go to endtime.com slash USA or give us a call at 1-800-END-TIME. Tell the operator that you want to contribute to the Reclaim America campaign. All right. So, Doug, we, uh, we're talking about the new president in Israel. We're talking about how that's kind of confusing for people who aren't familiar with the government because uh-huh. they have a president and they have a prime minister and which one's our version of the president. And so right. uh, we wanted to kind of get into that so we could help anyone that doesn't understand understand the differences there. Well, I, I did this as much for me as anyone else, Vince, because <laughs> I didn't understand exactly how all this works. Like I said, I always kind of trusted in uh, Pastor Baxter to lead us through the political side of Israel because he had a really good grasp on it, and I never really did. So I, I needed to understand this myself. But, you know, it turns out that, and, and I got this information from uh, the difference between .net is a website that I got this information from, but the the... Israeli president is the head of of the state of Israel, but it's more like a ceremonial head uh, more than it is anything. He's just a, a person that uh, does a lot of, um, I guess, he doesn't have a lot of responsibility as, as much as a prime minister does. But it says he he's responsible for appointing a prime minister who is the leader of the party in the majority, but the president appoint, if whoever the president appoints, they have to have the Knesset's approval to form the cabinet. So we're going to kind of talk about all that here in some of these other articles in a minute when we get to the political side of things. So the president can't appoint just anyone. Right. He they has have to, to appoint who they're told to appoint. That's right. He, well, he has to have the <laughs> approval of the Knesset. So okay. it's many members of the Knesset uh, that have to vote and agree on this as well. Uh, but the president's elected through a national election and serves for a seven-year term, which is very interesting. That is very interesting. The yeah, 11th we, president, seven-year term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that could feed into some Bible prophecy if the final seven years were to start here soon. This president could be that president for that duration of the time um, during that well, you final said he, seven years. Are you making a prediction here? I am not. You I said am. he's going to take office in July. Mm-hmm. July 9th, is that what we said? That's what we said earlier. So, so if we have seven years from July 9th, what's going to happen? You, no, I'm definitely <laughs> not saying that. Please do not put those words in my mouth. I didn't say that. Vince Stegall did that. So email him. Uh, but the president cannot uh, be reelected like our presidents can. They run for seven years and they do not have a vice president. Uh, they're responsible for signing laws and treaties, and they're responsible for appointing judges and governors and the Bank of Israel, ambassadors to different countries, and highly placed officials. So it's it's one of those things that they, they have power, but it's not like they're actually running the nation of Israel. So then we get into the prime minister and their role and what the prime minister does. So the prime minister of Israel is the head of the leading political party in Israel and he and she he or she is elected by the president of the nation and is given 45 days to form a cabinet so that's what's going on here with Netanyahu he could not form his cabinet within 45 days uh, some other members came together we're going to talk about it in a couple of articles and they tried to create their cabinet and they believe that they've done that uh, but the prime minister is the chief executive of the government and is the most powerful person in the nation. 
The prime minister is responsible for handling all decisions, interactions with other nations, forming policies on behalf of the president, along with the approval of the Knesset members. The prime minister of Israel is appointed for a four-year term, and he or she is responsible for choosing members of his cabinet and may change the ministries or ministers within, uh, when needed with the approval of the Knesset. He or she is the chief advisor to the president along with the Knesset, and all the major decisions are handled by the prime minister uh, and is not only an appointed head but also chosen by the people indirectly, indirectly as the political party voted by the people forms the government. So that's the two differences. The president is more of a ceremonial head. The um, prime minister is actually kind of calling the shots and running things with the approval of the president and the Knesset. So having said all that, I hope that that helps everybody kind of understand a little bit. It helped me understand, and I needed that as much as anybody probably. Um, So now we can move into what's going on with their prime minister. Well, before we do, if you don't mind, I mentioned the seven-year joke. Doug is not making a prediction, of course. Um, We don't do that here. Um, So just to clarify that, we didn't pick the term for the president. It's seven years. That's all there is to it. Um, We'll see what happens there. We don't know. Um, But Margaret on Facebook, she follows us at End Time Inc., um, and you can too. Just go to facebook.com slash endtimeinc um, and follow us there. But she has a question. She said, has the seven-year tribulation started already? And I think she's asking that because of this topic here. Israel elects a new president. We're talking about seven years here. So yeah, is, is this the thing that starts it? No, it's, it's not. So what we can say, first of all, let me clarify this. Uh, Another clarification. (laughs) There is not a seven-year tribulation. Okay, that helps. Okay, so the seven years, there is a final seven years, but the tribulation will start in the middle of that seven years, and it will last for three and a half years. Uh, In Daniel 7.25, Daniel says it as time, times, and the dividing of times, which is a three and a half year period. Uh, We also get a 42-month period. in Revelation 13, where John talks about it in Revelation 13, 5 through 7, where he says that that time period will be for 42 months. So he gives us another measure of time, but it's still a three and a half year period. And we know from Daniel 9, 27, that this will start with a peace agreement between Israel and the Palestinians. And as that peace agreement begins to to be brought out there, Israel will be allowed to build a temple on the Temple Mount and start animal sacrifices and worship there. There's going to be a two-state solution where uh, the Palestinians will get the uh, West Bank or the Judea area. We know that from Matthew 24, uh, verse 15 through 21. And um, so we know that in the middle of that seven years, it says that the Antichrist will stop the animal sacrifices and he will cause the abomination of desolation. And then uh, in Matthew 24, 15, Jesus tells us that when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel, to let those who be in Judea flee into the mountains, for then there shall be great tribulation. So he tells us that that act, that abomination of desolation that happens in the middle of that seven years, starts the great tribulation. So that's how we know 
the Great Tribulation is only three and a half years. And this has nothing to do with that at this point because we still do not have a peace agreement between Israel and the Palestinians. Perfect answer. Uh, Susan wants to know if the new president will be the one that signs the peace treaty. Of course, we don't know when it's coming, but if, if, they, if they do get a peace treaty, would this president sign it? Well, along with many other people, he, he would uh, agree to it or sign it or however it's going to be done. But there's going to be many people involved. That's one of the things that Daniel 9.27 tells us is that he shall confirm a covenant with many for one seven. So it lets us know that he's going to confirm this peace agreement with many people. Many people are going to be involved in it. So, yes, whoever is uh, the prime minister or the president there in Israel at that time, they will have to agree with this peace agreement as well. So they'll be involved in it for sure. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about this government that's being formed by the potential new prime minister. You've explained the difference between president and prime minister there in Israel. And... Um, We've got a story here that talks a little bit about that. So it says Naphtali Bennett will be prime minister for the first two years. This is if all this goes through. There's there's a big if there, depending on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> little if on others. But nonetheless, Naphtali Bennett will be prime minister for the first two years. And then Yair Lapid will serve as prime minister for the last two years, apparently. President Rivlin stated, I expect the Knesset to convene as soon as possible to approve the government as required. Naftali Bennett will be prime minister and Yair Lapid will be the alternate prime minister. After approximately two years, there will be a changeover after which Lapid will become prime minister and Bennett will become alternate prime minister. The president thanked Lapid and said, I congratulate you and the heads of the parties on your agreement to form a government. We expect the Knesset will convene as soon as possible to ratify the government as required. And, I, and it is Lapid, actually. Lapid said, I commit to you, Mr. President, that this government will work to serve all of the citizens of Israel, including those who aren't members of it, will respect those who oppose it and do everything in its power to unite all parties of Israeli society. The chairman of the religious Zionist party, M.K. Bazalel Smortrich, blasted the formation of the new government. Quote, get this through your heads. For the first time in the history of Israel, a coalition agreement with an anti-Zionist party and a supporter of terrorism, it was possible to form a right-wing government and they torpedoed it and consciously preferred to the left and supporters of terrorism we will not forgive nor we will not forget nor forgive mk mickey zora said the left is celebrating but this is a very sad day for the state of israel now that's a change in gears there doug because right. we hadn't been talking about that yet and and some are saying that that this um government has arab knesset members that mm-hmm. are muslim brotherhood um, what do you know about that? So, first of all, this is it's a difficult situation because you got one guy that's head of a party that's going to be running the government for two years, and then he's going to switch it over and let somebody else run it for two years. So that's confusing enough. But uh, you know, on the other side of the break, we'll get into that a little bit about the Arab 
uh, link to this and what this gentleman is talking about with this anti-Zionist and supporter of terrorism. All right, give us a call at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 1133. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Welcome back to End of the Age. We are taking your calls. We have some time left and some open lines at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We'll get right to the phones. Uh, we'll go to Oklahoma. Darlene, welcome to End of the Age. Hi there. Go easy okay. on us today. <laughs> Do what did you say? Go easy on us today. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to follow ben, um I'm trying to follow this. So did you say that this is a kind of a special election that this prime minister is going to serve ele- uh, seven years because it's the 11th year? I'm confused. No, actually, Darlene, the president serves seven years. Uh, what is what is different about uh, the situation going on right here with the prime ministers? This is really the way that Netanyahu's government was supposed to be set up, uh, but things kind of went awry and they went into a fourth election in the past two years, which is uh, strange in itself that they they've had to do this. But the the president serves a seven year term only. The prime minister serves a four year term. And they can run for it again later on and things like that. But what's happening this time is they're switching out uh, where one gentleman from one party is going to be the uh, leader for two years. And then he will uh, switch the power over to the other uh, gentleman for two years and he'll finish that term out. Uh, But the, the thing is about this situation, we've got eight different. This is so odd because there's eight different party members that have made up this government and they're still not there yet that we got an article today as we were sitting in a production meeting getting ready to put this together uh, we get a email from dave that tells us that this government that they've put together is hanging on by a thread and that people did not come through uh, overnight that was supposed to sign on from the knesset and give their go ahead for this government to be set up. So we're still kind of in limbo right now. I mean, actually, uh, Netanyahu's hanging on by a thread. I mean, he could still mm-hmm. remain the prime minister if some crazy things happen. So it's just, it's an odd situation. But I think one of the one of the things that's happening right now, uh, Darlene, is you're seeing people that are seeing these, these parties have come together with the sole purpose 
of getting rid of Netanyahu. That's why they've brought together this this strange coalition of parties together. And there is, for the first time, an Arab leader that is going to be in the government. And that's what this gentleman was talking about up here that's uh, head of the, uh, let's see, what was his name? Uh, Smotrich? He blasted the information for the new, or the formation of the new government. Uh, That gentleman was talking about there being an Arab for the first time in control of the Israeli government there. And so the the Rayam party is a united Arab list, and the chairman is uh, Mansour Abbas. So this guy, he signed on in an agreement at a, a meeting on Wednesday night in the first coalition deal ever signed by Arab parties to this, uh, to this coalition. And so this might have one of the reasons why some of these people backed out of the deal at the last yeah. minute because they didn't want to have an Arab leader in there. That's because I'm thinking that's strange for Arabs to be in an Israeli government. And I also think it's very strange for foreign type people to be in the American government as well. It's like they're inserting their people to do stuff from within, just like what's happening in America. But whenever it was like the seven years, I, I thought maybe it was something special. And I'm like, well, then this could be the beginning of the seven years. Things are starting to line up. But maybe maybe I'm onto something. Maybe I'm not. Well, but, you never know. I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, we're, we're talking about today. We're talking about those very issues. Because when you have this many people involved in this, uh, you've got one side, uh, like these Arab leaders, who are very much Palestinian. They're pro-Palestinian uh, in their thinking and in their ways of, of doing government. They're going to want to be more uh, you know, sympathetic with the Palestinian side of things. And then you've got people who are hardliners on another party. It's just very odd. It's... Uh, the way that we, we talked about it this morning, Dave and I talked about it this morning because he did the Jerusalem Prophecy College teaching this morning. He was talking to some of the people that live there in Israel that attend the college. And he said that they were saying that this is almost reminiscent of the one world religion and how uh, we hear these religious leaders saying, just forget about your doctrine and let's just come together for this cause of bringing all religions together it's almost what they've done here in the Knesset where they've they've come together and said let's bring all these parties together for this one sole goal of getting rid of Netanyahu and and hopefully moving us toward a peace plan so you know it's how much are they willing to sacrifice to get something is kind of where we feel like they're going we're seeing we're seeing things we can't see in the flesh we're seeing things in the spiritual realm that we can't see in the flesh but it's like they're doing to Netanyahu what they did to Trump. I mean, I'm just making parallels everywhere. I can I'm trying to see things that. Okay, well, thanks for taking my call and all. All right. Well, thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Now, Doug, it's it's interesting because I'm thinking so many things. Some of them I can't say out loud, but uh, I'm thinking so many things here. Like, okay, if if I don't believe that and. Israeli country exists, why would I be in the government that's formed? Oh, man, that's a good question, Vince. <laughs> well, I thought you would have the answer. Well, my answer would be to that because you want to 
try to uh, progress your people in positions of power where maybe you can change the There's way no power. Are. It doesn't exist. Right. But there you go. It's I mean, not really there. It's not really a thing. Well, that's what they believe anyway. But Well, yeah. they can't believe that and then be in the government. Exactly. <laughs> that's a trick question, Vince. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, the next question that comes to mind is this is a lot like if there were a Christian nation yeah. and you have Muslims or any other religious perspective trying to be in that government to serve in it. Right. You would you would think that would not be a good thing if you wanted to maintain your Christian status as a nation. Well, but we had a president who didn't want to do that. He said we weren't a Christian nation, so we've had uh, a few of them now. Yeah, so they you know, they're wanting to change the demographics of of the country and uh, how we believe and what we stand for. So could be happening the same way over there in Israel right now. Well, okay, my, I'll, I'll, this is the last question that I'll ask you. <laughs> okay. Um, with these differing perspectives in this forming government, mm-hmm. that does feel a lot more like it, it helps get us down the road towards a peace agreement. Mm-hmm. If you had people on your side, on the inside, arguing on your behalf... And then when they say, hey, this is good for us, this is good for our people, agree to it, and you just do it now because you have a trusted inside source. Right. I've got an AC issue at my house, sort of, and I have a cousin that works for a HVAC company, and so guess who I call when I have AC problems? Right. I trust the perspective I'm going to receive. And so to me, it seems like it brings us closer to a peace agreement if there are differing perspectives while i don't necessarily think that's the best route right uh it seems like it's closer to what i see in the prophecies as far as it being easier to agree on agree on this peace deal well that's that's kind of the bottom line there vince because it does get us more lined up with how you could see the peace agreement coming about because so when, when you have Trump and you have, uh, or let me say President Trump, I don't like just saying the president's name, but President Trump and uh, Netanyahu, you have these two leaders who think the same way and they were really pushing uh, for Israel to have um, the Jerusalem as their capital and that they would control that capital, uh, that he... President Trump has some really great things that were going on with the peace agreement and how he was trying to help everybody economically and through technology and all these different other ways that they would benefit from this. But when it came to the Temple Mount and it came to Jerusalem and it came to a two-state solution, he kind of he said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to declare Jerusalem their eternal capital. So he was very hard line about that. He took it off the table and said, Jerusalem is Israel's eternal capital. So that they couldn't argue back and forth because that had always been something that kept them from being able to do this. So now we have President Trump out of the way and we have a new president in there who is more uh, supportive of the Palestinian side of things. And he's shown that in the previous weeks. He did say the other day 
that in an article that he would never turn his back on Israel, that they were always going to support Israel. But he also supported a two-state solution. And the only way that we were going to get to peace is for the Arab people to uh, recognize Israel's right to exist and to have a two-state solution there where the Palestinians would have their own uh, country. Well, because we see these shifts in things, I believe that's just my personal opinion. That's one reason why they needed to get Netanyahu out of the way as well. Trump is out of the way, and now apparently Netanyahu could be out of the way, and they can move closer to something like this. I think that that's really their end goal here. And my problem with it is what are they going to give up to get it? That's what worries me because Israel has always done that. They've always given up things to get to a peace agreement or try to have peace. And the Lord doesn't like that a whole lot. So. No, and, and we're running out of time, but real quick, Margaret on Facebook wants to know, can you tell me where the Bible scriptures are that tell us that the United States will stand with Israel during the tribulation period or really during the end time in general? Yeah, so we believe, if, if you follow in time, you know that we believe that um, the eagle's wings in Daniel 7 that are being plucked off the line, that that is uh, the United States of America. And that was Daniel seeing uh, the United States getting their independence from England, which is their animal symbol is the lion. So we see the eagle's wings being uh, plucked out of the lion and made to stand on two feet as a man and a heart of a man was given to it. So when you go to Revelation 13, 1 and 2, you see all of those animal beast symbols from Daniel 7 except for the wings of the great eagle. But you go back one chapter to Revelation 12 and it says this in Revelation 12, 14. It says, and to the woman, the woman hears Israel, were given the two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and a half a time from the face of the serpent. So there, Vince, what we see is we see those two wings being represented here helping Israel and it's happening during the time of the Great Tribulation. What we talked about before from Daniel 7.25, he said the Great Tribulation would be for time, times, and the dividing of time. Here, John tells us time, times, and a half a time. The same amount of time the eagle's wings are helping Israel during the Great Tribulation. All right. Well, there you go. There's your answer to that question. I want to remind you that no matter how things appear right now, whether it be in Israel and the United States or anywhere else in the world, God's in control. There's hope. No matter how fearful things can be, there is hope because we have Jesus and his return is soon. We do teach prophecy, but we don't want to focus on fear because that's not who we are and that's not who Jesus has called us to be. There's hope in Jesus. So as long as you're living your life according to his plan, you can have hope. So we didn't want to leave it on a bad note. Just remember, there's hope in Jesus. We'll see you right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. And don't forget, go to endtime.com and contribute to another Jewish Holocaust Fund. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.